This is a Boardwalk Audio podcast. Welcome to Cosmos and the City, the Sex and the City podcast. My name is Megan McKeever, and I'll be your host slash gal pal for the next hour or so. So for those of you listening for the very first time, we'll be watching through the entire series of Sex and the City, and each week I'll have a brand new guest to join me. So this week, we have a great guest for you, Brie Ely, and we'll be watching Season 3, Episode 15, entitled Hot Child in the City. Oh yeah. And if you like what you hear and want to show us some love, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook, both at Cosmos and the City, or on Twitter at CATC Podcast. If you haven't done so already, please like, rate, and subscribe. It really allows our podcast to grow and blossom. And if you haven't have any other thoughts, opinions, ideas, etc., you can email us at cosmosinthecity at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from all of you. This show is brought to you by Boardwalk Audio. They've got a lot of other awesome podcasts, so head over to boardwalkaudio.com to check them out. And if you like the show and want to support it, the best way to do so is by shopping. Just go to boardwalkaudio.com slash cosmos, click on the Amazon logo to the left, and start shopping away. And we'll also put a link in the show notes. Okay, everybody, enjoy the show. All right, well, welcome to another episode of Cosmos and the City. Today we are talking about Season 3, Episode 15, titled Hot Child in the City. And today I have the lovely... Oh, no. I forgot how to ask you how to pronounce your name. Bree Ely. Bree Ely. Welcome. Yay. Ba-da-da-da. Ba-da-da. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Love it. Um, so tell me about yourself. Well, I'm originally from Texas, a transplant by way of New York to L.A., and I love pigs, I love sex in the city, and I'm also an actress and producer who does mostly comedy. Nice. So wait, pigs. Yes. Do you have one? No, not Aww. yet. I have a pig tattoo. <gasps> Won't tell you where. No, it's it's on my ankle. It's <laughs> nothing in a salacious place. Um, yes, but I've loved pigs since, like, Miss Piggy. Charlotte's Web, like Aww. something about them. I I need to have one, and I will at some point. That's so exciting. Cool. Well, um, oh, we'll see. What was I going to say? Um, oh, what's your experience been with uh, Sex in the City? Sex in the City was like a I don't know. I was living in New York at the time the show was on, so it really was a a part of our everyday ritual. Uh, not every day, but like our weekly ritual. We'd get together. Me and my friends are living at. Um, in a place that was very, very small at the time. (laughs) And it was our way to just like get out into the world and see how the other half lived. And the stories were great. The characters are great. You know, you're seeing a woman out as an executive producer on a show. Mm -hmm. And they were all so varied and they had their flaws. They had their wins. Um, I still think about that, that series as just being a great example of like womanhood. So yeah. Yeah. Sex in the City has a special place in my heart. 
Cool. And you're a comedian too. Yes. Let's talk about that. Um, do you have anything coming out? Yes, I do. It's been a really great 2018 and I'm hoping to keep it moving in 2019. Um, you can catch me starting December 24th on Brian Regan's upcoming sketch comedy slash stand-up show. It's called Stand Up in a Way. It was executive produced by Jerry Seinfeld nice. and it's going to be a ball of fun. And Brian is a clean comic, so you know you can watch it with your entire family. And also in the new year, I will be on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I just shot on that show. So look out for me on their upcoming season. They've moved from Fox to NBC, so you can catch them there on Thursdays. Very cool. Yeah, Yay. I love Brian Regan. He's just, he's amazing and so funny. Yeah. Oh, man. And great to work with. The whole team was just, it was such a ball. Like, I've had such great experiences on sets. So just want to keep that moving. Yeah. 2018, bye. Time bye. for 2019. Yeah, and you're like right here at the end. We've almost been doing this podcast for a whole year. Congratulations. Thanks. It's hard to keep things going. It is. <laughs> and every week we've had something come out. Not necessarily a whole full episode, but something. <laughs> so I salute you. We did it. Um, all right, well, let's talk about this episode of Sex in the City. Um, I love this episode. I think it's super fun. You know, it's all about... They're kind of reminiscing back to their childhood days. Uh, so we're just going to do like a quick recap um, and then do some segments at the end. Great. Okay. So it starts out, Samantha is doing PR for a 13-year-old's bar mitzvah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Ginny Breyer is her name, played by Kat Dennings, which... You worked with. Yes. I was on Two Broke Girls uh, before the show passed into the television uh, <laughs> cemetery. It was also a lot of fun. I was actually there for the entire week Ooh. because it's a multi-cam show. So you have a live studio audience. You come in each day with a brand new script. You rehearse it. You show it to the writers, the executive producers, and then they come back the next day. Maybe tweak a line here or there. Maybe they try something there. And then you go to the live experience and you're really like just in the huddle with, well, they're in the huddle with the writers trying to like find a new tweak on a line. And my episode, I was playing a cop and I had a dog. So my (laughs) scene stealer (laughs) showed up for the first take and I... She's used to being on set. She's a total professional. But the microphone that was down above the, that came down to record totally freaked her out. Killed the take. <laughs> she was like, you know, and I'm oh, like, oh no. my gosh, that was such a good line for me. I hope they use that version. Um, but yes, Kat Dennings <laughs> was there. And I watched the episode back and was like, oh, it's her. It's yeah. baby Kat Dennings. <laughs> yeah. She's so young. So young. Yeah. But so good in it. She's always been good. Yeah. And, and she plays a brat real well, um, which that's what she is in this episode. And it's so funny because... You know, she's talking to Samantha, and Samantha's like, I don't do kids' birthday parties. She's like, well, you know. I've got a lot of money. I'm going to have celebrities there. Do you want it? And she's like, oh, what's that? The check can be written to Samantha. (laughs) She changed her tune. Um, Though, it's funny. So Samantha says, we'll never get in sync. But I think at the end, during the party, I think in sync is playing. 
Like, I think we hear that music. We are connecting the loops. <laughs> if you're really listening, you could connect that loop. Yeah. Yeah. So I think maybe they did get in sync. And let's talk about in sync being someone that was big at the time. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, because she's also talking about the Clintons might be able to make it. Right. Uh, who else did she say? She really dated it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't remember. But, but just also looking back, I mean, Sex and the City in itself is just a time capsule. Yes. The fashion that was there, the the way they broke down the needs of women sexually versus the guys, like, it represents so I just love it. I love it. Yeah. But also just, like, <laughs> you knew what was going on because of the way they had their skirts or their shirts or um, what restaurants they ate at, the drinks they, you know, Cosmos being so huge at the mm-hmm. time, you know, they really, they captured it. <laughs> yes. Um, so, yeah, so the four of them, next scene, for them at lunch. And I guess it's like a cafeteria-style um, restaurant, and they're all just sitting there. And Miranda spies, like, a cute guy. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, you know, they're all, like, in a school cafeteria again. Jittery. <laughs> yeah. And they're just like, go talk to him. Go talk to him. And she's like, no, I'm an adult. What yeah. are you talking about? Um, and then they write him a note. Yes. As grown women are wont to do. (laughs) And I'm like, who had pen and paper? Well, let's talk about the time. People still wrote then. People had, you know, cursive handwriting then. So she was ready. Yeah. Carrie was ready. Carrie was ready. She writes a note, gives it to him. He does give them his number. Mm -hmm. So that's cute. When was the last time you tried to give a boy your number? Um... Four years ago. Okay, so you still have pen and paper. Uh. Uh, yeah. Oh, I always call it my digits. Oh, yes. Yeah, the digits. Get them digits, girl. Yeah. <laughs> yes. um, that dates me. Mm. Um, yeah, what a, oh, yeah, I guess anything else happened at that lunch? Mm. No, I don't think so. I mean, we're going to get into Charlotte and we'll get into... Oh, yeah. wait. Um, Miranda talks about having to get braces. Yes, she's a tongue thruster. Yes, TMJ. (laughs) Though I don't know how braces can fix that, but... I'd have to ask someone who actually, like, orthodontically (laughs) is, you know, educated. I I don't know, but um, I do feel like I've heard of people needing to have that because there's an adjustment to your jaw, and then if your teeth aren't lining up, then that can help you. Hmm. Shout out to the folks still, you know, working their way through TMJ. We're here for you. (laughs) <laughs> yes. Who would rather just have TMJ than get braces? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Carrie um, decides to go to her shoe repair man, mm-hmm. which it makes sense. I mean, they're like $500 shoes. Yes. Do you have a shoe guy? I have a shoe guy here in LA. You do? I do. The, that's <laughs> the thing. Also, I <laughs> we're so quick to throw our things away. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with saying, I still love these. They mean so much to me. I'm going to get them repaired, resold. I have some cowboy boots that I picked up when I was doing a show in Kentucky. And I go get them repolished. I get them, you know, if there needs to be any kind of like sewing up the side. Because they're mine now. I'm never giving them away. Yeah. So, yeah, she got her shoes repaired. Or at least she tried to. Cool. I'll have to, I'll have to ask you who your shoe guy is in of LA. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Look for that in the comments section. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, yeah, but her shoe guy, Artie, it, it, he's gone. Mm-hmm. It's turned into a comic book shop. Yeah, he couldn't afford the rent. Rent is too damn high. 
But also I like that the the comic book guy was like, oh, yeah, he he moved to Williamsburg, Brooklyn. <laughs> I don't think he's got a shoe shop there now either. <laughs> yeah, but I'm sure he probably would still fix her shoes. Yeah. But she's not going to Brooklyn? Come on, it's scary. It's too far. <laughs> Way too far. Yeah. I lived in Williamsburg, actually, right before I came out from New York to L.A., and it was magical. It was that perfect combination of apartment that I could afford the rent. Mm-hmm. It wasn't on the fifth floor. It wasn't the size of a shoebox. It wasn't that far of a walk to the subway. It wasn't that far into the city once you're on the subway. Like, it was like the apartment gods were smiling on me. And they were like, get out, go to LA. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my apartment. I remember my first time going to Williamsburg because I lived in New York for a little bit. And, um, I'm from North Carolina, so, and I'm just, like, a bubbly, like, happy, bright person, I think, Mm -hmm. (laughs) for the most part. Yeah, that's right. So when I, so I took the subway to Williamsburg, I remember walking out, you know, up the stairs, and I'm wearing, like, a bright yellow shirt, and I'm like, hello, (laughs) and it's just, everything just seemed, like, Dark. Too too school, for, you know. Too cool for school. Yeah, yeah. like I like I like I saw like thirty bicycles chained to like one <laughs> yes. pole. I was like, "What is uh, this place? <laughs> were you on that Bedford stop?" <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was. I I do remember when I first started going out there before I had moved there, being intimidated getting off the subway because everyone seemed so cool and like this is like pre hipster. They were just like fresh. And yeah. I was like, well, I don't know. And then by the time I moved out there, I was like, I don't care about whether I'm ready for this subway stop or not. I'm going to my next location. And that was like, <laughs> I'm cool now. Like you, you found your place of just being like, when you do care versus you don't, and you just keep it moving. Yeah. 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 Williamsburg. It's, yeah. And, and I guess like Silver Lake is supposed to be the LA. LA yeah. The LA Williamsburg. Mm-hmm. And it's, it is weird to me when people are like, where do you live? I'm like, oh, I live in Silver Lake. They're like, yeah, I see that. I'm like, why? why? <laughs> like, really? I just happened to live here. I didn't like seek out to live here. Sure. It's just where I have to live. So I don't know why. The, yeah. <laughs> well, um, I also feel like Williamsburg is just a little bit darker than Silver Lake. Yeah. Yes, you may see. But like people are living in like really nice houses in Silver Lake. They're still like chomping through lofts in Williamsburg. Yeah. You know, there's it, a difference. It's like, it's like grittier, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was interesting. I was like, I need to go back to uh, Astoria where I was living at the time. (laughs) Where the Greeks live. Yes. Um, Okay, let's see. Oh, yeah. So she meets Wade Adams, Mm -hmm. the guy of the episode. Um, He's a comic book store owner. owner. But also he makes his own comics, Power Lad. Power Lad. Ugh. I'm like, is this guy cute? Like, I don't think so. So looking back on the many different men that they dated, I think Power Lad is on the lower end of that, like in terms of like hotness level. Yeah. You know, Smith Jarrett at the top and then Power Lad kind of near the bottom. Mm-hmm. Like, I just didn't find him charming or attractive. Like, I just, and he just got more obnoxious throughout the, the entire episode. Yeah. Because he is a child. But is that not true of relationships when you start off and you're like, oh my God, he's so dreamy. And then you like, oh, I can't stand the way he does that. And to the final, you were like, why am I talking to you still? Yeah. That's sometimes how it goes. But see, that happens to me, but I just keep dating that person for the next four years. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Haha, Terrence. Um, <laughs> so, Love you, Terrence. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, so he sends her, okay, so she leaves there 
and he sends her a comic in the mail. How did he get her address? How? That, that's what I wrote down. <laughs> How did he get her address? What? I, I don't know. Well, at the time, we know that she's Carrie Bradshaw, so maybe he can find her that way. But why her home address? Why not, like, to the publisher or the newspaper where she works? Yeah. I mean, unless that, unless she, like, went to her P.O. box and it was there. <laughs> Did she have a P.O. box? <laughs> I don't know. No, no. I don't know. But well, I guess, like, in the days, in those days, like, weren't were addresses in the phone book? Yes, phone books. Yeah. Phone books. Another thing from the time capsule of Sex in the City. I know. Phone books. Phone books. There's also the moment when um, she's talking about the Wonder Woman comic, and the, there's like a whole bunch of nerds there, and he's like, see, to them, you are Wonder Woman. And I was like, see, that's another way that he tries to charm her. He gives her this great compliment. She's like, oh, and who doesn't want to get a little compliment every now and then? Then all of a sudden, you've got mail at your house. Yeah. Careful. Careful. <laughs> But she calls him. Uh-huh. So She wasn't busy that week. I no. <laughs> no, and she wasn't. She did nothing that week, which we'll get into. Um, so Charlotte, uh, her thing is she's trying to figure out what's wrong with Trey through the internet. Because mm-hmm. I guess Miranda was trying to self-diagnose through WebMD, mm-hmm. I guess is really what they're talking about. And so Charlotte goes on WebMD to be like, why isn't my husband's penis working properly? And she... (laughs) I'd love to know, actually, how many times that's been typed into WebMD. It's probably a lot more than we think. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Is it me? No. 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 It's not. Um, But she finds a a hydraulic penis for $8,000. Well, I mean, that's so. a drop in the bucket. <laughs> yeah. I've seen her closet. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, this seems like a viable option. I'll tell Trey about it later. <laughs> oh, Trey. Oh, Trey. Yeah. Wonderfully played by Kel McLaughlin. But, um, yeah, he was unfortunate. Yeah. And, and yeah, I some people like Trey. Some people don't. I, I, I don't know. I like Trey. I think he, at the end of the day, was a really nice guy. It just, they just weren't right for each other, mm-hmm. you know. And I don't think he was ever really a jerk. No. He wasn't communicative. No. And he was pretty stuck in his ways. Um, you know, that I wouldn't want that in my real life, for yeah. sure. Like, that sucks. Yeah, no, I together they weren't right. But as just a guy in general, I mm-hmm. don't think he was bad. Well, I think that was the whole deal was that they set him up to be such the white knight, that guy that she'd been searching for and searching for. And sometimes it's not actually what's best for you. Right. Life lessons. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> Thank you, Sex in the City. <laughs> Thank you, Sex in the City. For all our life lessons. <laughs> um, let's see. Um Oh, Carrie and Wade go to Barcode. Yes, like, I remember that. Do you, did you ever go? I did, I did. Oh, man, tell me. Um, bright. <laughs> <laughs> it was all ages because it was in the middle of Times Square. Um, and loud. <laughs> I mean, I I maybe just like walked through once or twice to like use the public restroom. But um, yeah, if people... I, I think now there's a couple of places here in L.A. that are big about video games, like Button Mash and stuff. Yes. If you're a video game or just like an arcade player, that was the place to be. Yeah. I wasn't good at those, so I I was fine with my Super Nintendo at the house, but... Yeah, that's what I'm good at. Yeah. Like old school, like Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Sega, 
Game Boy. You're even better than me. I had like just the one system. (laughs) And my sister and I would play it whenever we came back for the holidays and restart, like wipe the whole thing and start over again. And be like, oh, now we know where this code is. And where's that thing? And oh, you forgot the star. So yeah, it's fun to just play it when you actually know what you're doing. (laughs) So that game system was my barcode, but the actual place in Times Square was huge. So there was plenty to get into. And for a game-loving guy, he found the right place Yeah, to take her. Um, and then they also go, he he had a scooter. Ah, yes, like, the scooter. <laughs> the Razor scooter is really what it is. Yes, the pre-bird. Yes. <laughs> and they just uh, scoot around Times Square. Weighted girl's heart, scooter <laughs> down the street. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. And then they go back to, quote, unquote, his house. Mm-hmm. Um, Wade. Yeah. And it's really nice house. It's like what? On the Upper East Side, like. Great view. Great view, balcony mm-hmm. outside. Um, And then Mrs. Adams shows up. Yes. I like Mrs. Adams. No, Mrs. Adams was great. <laughs> she was the perfect mom. She's like, oh, have a good night. Don't stay up too late. You know, like, yeah, she she did that. But why is she in the house that you said was yours, Wade? Yeah. Yeah. And Carrie should have left that night <laughs> and never saw him again. Right. Why are you lying, Wade? Isn't yeah. it isn't it though like the first time someone like gives you a falsehood, mm-hmm. um, presents an alternative fact, you're like, Oh, well, no, he didn't. That's just that was at that one time. No. no. The first time is the only time. It should be the <laughs> only time. Ugh. But she, you know, she liked him. And I think she's a little uh, desperate at this point. Yeah, she didn't have anything to do that week. That yeah. was the problem. If nothing she had been busy. <laughs> no big, no Aiden. Yeah. Um, she's ready to date. She's fresh from L.A. She just got back, you know. So um, all of them are getting lunch at Jenny Breyer's dad's restaurant. And Miranda has braces now. <laughs> <laughs> and Jenny is there and sends them over a $200 bottle of Dom Perignon. Sweet. So nice. That's sweet Jenny for you. Yeah. And I love how she just like walks out with her squad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which I think they really, they set them up to be like a mini Sex in the City. Like mm-hmm. they really wanted to show like this is them now as grown women and this is the like monsters that they could grow like if they reverted down to they would be yeah you know? yeah um my favorite part of the scene is when their cell phones ring uh-huh. and it's that nokia like yeah yeah i was like oh man i miss that the t9 system yeah whatever that was. <laughs> oh, i miss it so much such a simpler time you know they're talking about possibly taxing text messages now what? have you heard about this no I think it really comes down to, sorry to like, you know, sidebar, but um, apparently the way that phone systems are set up now, you have a tax that goes into like the calls that you make and that money goes toward helping people that are like lower income or senior citizens also afford phone services. Once you start getting rid of home phones, those taxes go away. Mm. They need to make up the money somehow. So now they're saying your text messages should be a part of the services you do through your phone and therefore would be... Privy to that tax. 
Interesting. But the whole point of getting rid of the home phone was that people weren't even using them anymore. Right. And now you're just using your phones. And now you're not even making as much as many phone calls as you used to. You're, some people are only texting. I, I don't know what my friend's voice sounds like through the phone anymore because all I do is text her. I think if they start taxing texts, then you're going to have a lot of people going to other apps to yeah. text. Too late. To WhatsApp. Bypa- yeah, exactly. You know, like there's... To bypass it. Or Facebook Messenger, you know, like there's going to be... There's already a workaround. I feel like they're a little behind the curve. Yeah. But we'll Or people see. are just going to start calling people again. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Moms are about to get really excited. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, yeah, so they're cell phones. Um Let's see. Oh, yeah. And then the banter with the the 13-year-old that has braces mm-hmm. and Miranda who has braces. She's like, hi, my grandma braces too. You know, it's like, <laughs> she's like, mine are sapphire. Oh, you have the old kind. I didn't yeah. even know they made those anymore. It's so good. <laughs> um, I actually had braces two years ago, only oh. for six months. Okay. Was it a tongue thrusting? No, I, I just... Like, I just, it was like called six month smile or whatever. I just wanted to adjust like my bottom teeth. Had you had braces before? Yes. Like, yeah, as in high school. Um, so I'd done it before, um, but it really did suck. Yeah. But in mine weren't like too noticeable. I had like the clear, um, I still had brackets, but they were like kind of blended into my teeth. So they weren't quite as noticeable as sure. the metal silver kind. But yeah, I did feel like a, geek. Did you feel like people were looking at you or that you just felt more self-conscious so that you, you give, you know, you felt like you had eyes on you? Yeah, I I do. I I think like as an adult with braces, there is just this weird, like, I'm an adult with braces. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I grew up with, you know, retainers, Mm -hmm. many of them that I lost, but then, you know, I had to give them again and, um, (laughs) it sucks. I, even as a young person, I was like, oh, my my braces or my, my retainer, you know? Um, and now at least they have, like, the clear aligners. So right. if you want to make some adjustments, you can. But it why don't we have more, like, allowances for dental health? I mean, we're all trying to do it. Why yeah. should you get shamed for it? Yeah, I mean, I think that I think there's def- definitely more adults doing it. So it's kind of becoming less of a stigma, but... Yeah, I do feel like when you see an adult with braces, you're kind of like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> which is sad. Yeah. But that's how Miranda felt. And, um, yeah, so she goes on her date. Miranda, the very accomplished lawyer. <laughs> yes. Right? <laughs> the very accomplished Kids lawyer. Kids are cruel. <laughs> yes. Uh, she goes on her date with that guy mm-hmm. from the restaurant. His name is Lance Bloom. Um. And she's like, I don't, I guess she had never had braces before, but like, come on. You should know not to go for the spinach dip. Yeah. Miranda. <laughs> what did she think was going to happen? I don't know. Um, so yeah, so she just like has the worst thing to eat and um, it's just all over. But he shouldn't have said what he said. Nope. Like, that's not a funny joke. Can you say what he said? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, well, he's he's like, first he's like, um, so what's it like to kiss with that? And she's like, oh, I think it's still possible. But a blowjob is out of the question. Now, uh, wait. Did he, rec- did he bring up the blowjob or did she? 
No, he did. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's that's the no zone. Yeah. yeah. No. And then, yeah, she, and then on she's, the first date, on, like, in a public restaurant, like, you couldn't get her on, like, the sidewalk out in front. Just, like, quietly, like, so, Bluetooth on the question, you know? <laughs> yeah. No, you're dead. You're done. Yeah. Canceled. And that was the last we saw of him. Mm-hmm. And then, like, he tried to be like, it was a joke. I was just kidding, you know, but. Uh, nope. No. Think before you speak, Lance. Um, let's see. Oh, yeah. So Carrie has nothing to do this week. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> She's back at Wade's. Um, and I guess it's just summertime. They're, they're just like hanging out. Perfect. New York in the summer. I love it. They have a little kiddie pool. Um, and they're getting lemonade and cookies from Mrs. Adams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's not so Mrs. Adams. The way she said it, that's like ingrained in my head. <laughs> yes. I said, well, Mrs. Adams, you know, yeah. Are you, it's like, are you available for dinner, Carrie? Yes, Mrs. Adams. Cute. <laughs> Living her best 12-year-old life. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's weird. I, um, I was dating a guy, like, as an adult. We were, like, in our mid-20s. And our parents lived around the corner from each other. And at the time, we actually were both living with our parents because it was like we had just graduated that transition time. So it was weird because we were dating, but we also lived right around the block from each other. So I would go to his house all the time, and his mom was like Mrs. Adams. She had she was waiting there with you, some lemonade. <laughs> yes. On the veranda. Yeah. Like we'd just all be like chilling in the um, living room, watching TV, like as the family. Mm-hmm. She's like... Megan, can I get you a blanket? No, no, I'm okay. Oh, let me get you a blanket. Oh, like, so sweet. No. I, I was like, I'm a grown adult. I, if I'm cold, I'm- I'll, I'll let you know. I'll put on some <laughs> socks. Um, I did not. I I came straight from high school into school in New York, and then went into apartments. So I didn't have that like good at home save money time. Um, but I did connect with a guy once who was living. Um, not with his family, but with like a family friend in this dope apartment. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it was right across from the Museum of Natural History. Nice. So, you know, it's had a corner to the park, beautiful view. Um, I was like, can I date the apartment? <laughs> <laughs> You're great, but can I date the apartment? <laughs> yeah. That's the end that, of that story. That happens. <laughs> <laughs> um... Let's see. Um, so let's go back to Charlotte. Um, Charlotte and Trey decide to go to couples counseling. And the counselor suggests that they name their private parts. parts. Mm-hmm. So I, I really enjoy the names that they well, choose. Let's talk about these names. So <laughs> Trey's, um, because he's so nautical, is now Schooner. Right. And Charlotte's is Rebecca. I, I don't know the Bible that well, but I'm sure there's a Rebecca in there. Like, what is going to be the like most unsexy name you can give? Yeah, not a biblical one. I'm sure there's a Rebecca in there. Oh, there is. Yeah. I think the Old Testament. Yeah, even better and less sexy. Yeah. Rebecca. Like Moses' wife or one of them, something like that. One of the wives. <laughs> but yeah, she... I mean, I don't know. I guess if she'd been like Kitty or something, it would have been too much. But, but, but yeah, but his is like a boat. Uh-huh. Like, I, I don't know. I would have, 
uh, I'm not saying what I would name mine, but I just mean <laughs> that's a different episode. <laughs> <laughs> why did it have to be like a pronoun? Like, why couldn't it have been like an object or? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, just another way that they were telling us subconsciously that they were not right for each other. Yeah. Also, I liked her suggestion of what about canoe? <laughs> He's like, no, no. It's like I don't go on regular water. I'm out in the fresh bay. Yes, know. schooner. Um, and then they're supposed to go home and exchange fantasies. And uh, Trey's just not into it. I remember feeling very awkward when I watched this scene. Because <laughs> they're like facing each other. It's like you're so close and talking about these things. I almost would have felt more at ease had they been like laying on their backs like projecting to the ceiling so they can kind of like both see the image happening in some way yeah but just them having to like be facing each other and like smelling each other's breath I I felt very like yeah. <laughs> but I also felt like it it kind of um kind of felt like they were kids again like high school mm. you know something like you would do in high school like you know turn to your boyfriend and be like Ooh, tell me you know tell me your secrets and things like that mm. so uh, maybe that's why they did it that way maybe we'll have to ask them <laughs> yes and I, I guess because they are talking about how each of them in their own way are having to go back a little bit yeah. this was charlotte's version of that but still over a very adult situation right yeah um yeah uh, let's see. Um, back to Carrie. So Wade is at Carrie's house now, apartment. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. they're making out. Uh-huh. And Wade's mother calls. Um, why did he give his mom her phone number? <laughs> Wade's got a lot of issues around <laughs> the the like looking for information, like home addresses, giving out home phone numbers. Yeah. Maybe Mrs. Adams found her in the phone book. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. But then she gets on the phone with Carrie. Yeah. So it was already, I don't know. That that was like the final nail in the coffin. Well, we're getting close to the nails in the coffin. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's um it's her fault though. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, she should have been gone a long time ago, which Samantha told her. Samantha's always right. Yeah. So. She really had some gems over the course of the like series. You could do a whole thing just of the great one liners that Samantha has. Oh yeah. Um, let's see. So uh we're kind of wrapping up everybody's story. Let's see. Um Charlotte, that was his scene. <laughs> I'm shaking my head. You can't see it through the, the mic, but yeah. But what she's like, I thought he, like the voiceover is like, I thought he was, I didn't mean to make him cry. I'm like, do you think that's what crying sounds like? In the, yeah. <laughs> she's so pristine. She doesn't know. Like, she doesn't know what not what crying sounds like. Sounds like. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Charlotte catches Trey jerking off to jugs in the bathroom. And, like, her face, when she sees him, is (laughs) priceless. Yes. Um, Let's go back and talk about how Charlotte has some of the best reaction faces throughout the entire series. Oh, my God. (laughs) So good. It's just, like, this one specific one. I I don't know. We'll we'll have to make a a gif out of it or something. But it's so good. Mm -hmm. Whenever something gross happens, she has this, like, oh, that's gross face. Yeah. (gasps) <gasps> like she has like one eyebrow go down, one goes up a little bit. Like her lips go like, uh, you know, yeah. So good. Um, 
Yeah. So they end up going back to counseling and they tell the counselor, like, I caught him jerking off. And he's like, oh, well, no, it's good because um, now we know he's not gay. Mm-hmm. Like, Great. Okay. Glad you're on my side. <laughs> Glad I'm paying you 150 an hour just so you can doubt my love. Yeah. My relationship. Support. Um, so, and then Trey's like, well, you know, what has this got to do with my wife? And then we realize, like, he just doesn't see Charlotte as, like, a sexual being. Mm-hmm. Which is bad. Really bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Charlotte's... um way to fix this is to <laughs> you can say it <laughs> she goes in and takes pictures of that you know just from her out and about cuts out her head and then puts them over the images of the girls heads in the magazine so the next time trey goes into the bathroom to have his private time he's having it with his wife yeah super weird yeah that's creepy like and her it just like her head is just like chopped off and like pasted on these <laughs> pictures how many I, pictures did she ruin? I don't know. Well, she said they were her wedding proofs. So pictures she wasn't going to use. Well, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> but still. But if I was sure, it was like, how could you, like, did you really find that attractive? Mm-hmm. It's weird. She was trying. She tried so hard to make that work. Yeah. Yeah. And that's another lesson. Sometimes when you're trying too hard, that's the, you got to look at that for what that is. <sighs> Time to say bye. Yeah. Let's see. Um, Miranda, uh, she's just walking around paranoid. Uh (laughs) She has like a meeting with her coworkers and they're like making, or they're laughing and she thinks they're making fun of her and they're not. And she snaps on them. Yeah. And then then they're like, no, we're not laughing at you. There's a typo. Maybe if you weren't so caught up in your braces, (laughs) you would have caught that. I really want to say that, but like, I think that was the inner monologue. I really want to know what that typo was. Just curious. (laughs) I'm so glad that the computers now have it set up so that if there is just like one or two letters switch, they'll flip it for me while I'm typing so I can save that time. They probably didn't have that back in 2003, four, you know? I think this is like one, two. Really? Yeah. So even more so, they didn't have that. (laughs) She was working fast. She was up late. She's doing briefs. Yeah. A typo will happen. She's human. But she, she can't. But she can't deal with it anymore. No. So and she there gets, go the braces. <laughs> yeah, they got to go. Um, buy braces. Uh, and then Samantha, um, she goes. So she has this party mm-hmm. for this thirteen-year-old, and um, the conversation she has with her, the Jenny Breyer and her friends, is so bad. <laughs> it's pretty saucy. This is why the show was on Sunday nights. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Because uh, she's like, what does she say? Um, like, uh, blow, like she's giving her boyfriend blowjobs. Yeah. She's like, I've been giving blowjobs since I was 12. And I'm like, what? Oof. I didn't even know what a blowjob was when I was 12. Yeah. That's not what 12 is. And they're like, that's the only way to get guys to like you. Also awful. So sad. Yeah. Oof. I mean, it must be hard for kids out here. I know um, not to call anybody out but my uh i have a friend who's got a boss and her granddaughter has a very saucy instagram page and it's like 
you are a young woman. Do you want these images out for the rest of your world of like you to the backside, you squatting that way, you turned around looking like what? And what are you inviting in that situation? Yeah. I don't know. I It must be really hard. And I, I just hope that more parents are having open conversations with their kids because they are crafting an entire image and world on social media that's going to live. And, you know, uh, I, I guess maybe that's why Snapchat's so popular. Because at least those images go away. But, yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, but do they? I mean, people can screenshot. People can screen record. Ooh. You know? It's yeah. like those things you might think are gone, but they they might be living on other people's phones. Talk to your kids. Make sure they're not doing blowjobs at 12. <laughs> there are other ways for people to like them. And there's just so many, you know, parents might be like, okay, well, I know they're not on these apps. But there's so many apps these days that you can do these short little videos and stuff. Yeah. They can't be aware of all of them. No. I mean, how many people were like getting into AOL chat rooms? I'm talking to another kid. No, you're not. <laughs> no. Watch what you say. Watch what you post. <laughs> Ugh. ASL. But it's a nice moment, too, because Samantha then realizes, at least I think that's what she's saying, that at least she had a childhood. Yeah. And it wasn't caught up in being this super adultified version of a young person, but she could actually just be a young person. Yeah. She's selling Dilly Bars a Dairy Queen. (laughs) Mm, Dairy Queen. Why is there no Dairy Queen in LA? There isn't? No. Oh. I've tweeted them about this. Okay. (laughs) My Twitter name is at as in the cheese. Um, but yes, I don't know why. And at one point they were running a commercial through Southern California. And I was like, now you're just teasing me, Dairy Queen. Um, do they have Cracker Barrel in Texas? Yeah. yeah. We, we like all the barrels. We like all the houses. Well, there is. Um, and it, it, Do you like Cracker Barrel? Yeah. Because if you ever want to go, there is one in California now. Oh, you say in California <laughs> as if this is a really small state. It's 52 miles away. No. Is um, it on the way to something? Um, It's probably on the way to like Las Vegas. Okay. All right. <laughs> I think it is. Uh, it's on the way to something because I've been by it. Hmm. Um, but it's probably like an hour and a half drive. I think between Cracker Barrel and Waffle House, no shade Cracker Barrel. I'm a Waffle Houser. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. See, I like um, what is it? The the cheesy hash browns. Oh, hash brown casserole. Mmm. Yeah, I'm hungry now. <laughs> <I know. laughs> but also, I I want to. I miss Sonics. Like, there's oh, yeah. no Sonics around here either. I think Sonics are a little bit further out. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But have- she worked at Dairy Queen. <laughs> Dairy Queen. She did her like single dip cones. She oh, did her yeah. ble- or blizzards. It was blizzard, yeah. man. Like a strawberry cheesecake blizzard. Oh, uh, oh god. Okay. Please send blizzards to Cosmos <laughs> in the city. Yes. <laughs> oh man. Um. Okay. So Charlotte Miranda. So last but not least, this great scene. Carrie's hanging out with Wade. Um. <laughs> dun dun dun. <laughs> Again at his house. Right. And they're just like listening to records, listening to sticks. They're just like talking about the good old days. Smoking a little dew. Yeah. He's like pulls out the nice swag. Um, and uh, yeah, like it's so weird. They're so high. They're on the balcony. Um, they got like a bucket of chicken. Mm-hmm. Nothing better. 
<laughs> and she's like, I'm thirsty. And gets a hose and just starts squirting them. Why wouldn't you have a little water fight? <laughs> High on a terrace looking out over the city? Of course. But then she starts throwing the chicken. And I'm like, why? Chicken abuse. It's a waste. Yeah. Don't throw the chicken. And then, But then, like, it all goes over the balcony, which could, like, really hurt someone. That would be such an awful way to go. <laughs> <laughs> at the eulogy or, like, at, you know, at the services, they're like, while walking down Fifth Avenue, <laughs> Ginny was tragically shut down, taken down by a drumstick, a drumstick. falling with such velocity that it knocked her unconscious from a coma she never recovered from. And now Ginny's mom. You know, like, what? <laughs> oh. Um, Luckily, no one was hurt. Nobody was hurt, but it landed on Wade's mom's car as mm-hmm. they pulled up. And there's that great shot of her, like, looking up. <laughs> <laughs> and Wade's like, oh, crap, we got to hide the weed. And, Wade. and they can't find the weed. Um, Wade's mom comes in and's like, are you guys smoking weed? Are you smoking the pot? <laughs> and he's like, and then he's like, no. And then she just finds it. Mm-hmm. And he blames it and on. And isn't that just like a high thing where you're like, where is it? I can't find it. And it's like, it's in your hand. You're like, oh, you know? Yes. There's no reason why if if I knew that I, one, had gotten in trouble for smoking weed in the house before and that it was going to be the end of me living rent-free, right. that I would not have that weed like connected by Velcro to my arm. I would know where it was at any moment of the day. Right. Not Wade. No. No. Yeah. Um. But he blames it on Carrie. He's like, she did it. Yeah. There's that bus coming by. We just <laughs> threw out in front of it <laughs> and under it. <laughs> yes. And and I just I just love what she does because Wade's mom is like, Carrie, did you bring this weed into the house? She's like, yes, Mrs. <laughs> Adams, and I'm taking it with me when I go. Yes. <laughs> Such a good line. <laughs> yeah. And she walks out of there loud and proud. Yep. And um and yeah, then takes it back and Carrie, Samantha, and Miranda just call my girls up. <laughs> where are my girls at? Hey, come on over. I got this great stash. But where's know? Charlotte? Charlotte <laughs> is trying to make her man happy. I don't know. Charlotte's cutting out more photos. Yeah. She's like, I don't have time for weed. You know, there wasn't that much drug use on this series. And I appreciate that that was a moment where it was just like, I'm not trying to like, because you know, this was a busy time for everyone's, not everyone, but people were like still doing cocaine. There was a little ecstasy going around. But this was just girls in the house enjoying their time, relaxing together. And now the view about what, how people, you know, imbibe and what they do as far as like weed has totally shifted. Right. So it's really cool to to see them just being like, we're just going to be grown people enjoying some some weed. Yeah. And it is... Weed does come up a couple of times because there's a time she almost gets arrested. Hmm. The post-it note episode. Oh, the post-it note. <laughs> um, we see Burger. We, Jack Burger. <laughs> we see her catch like a couple people doing cocaine in a bathroom once. But really like doesn't it come up. Oh, Samantha, when Samantha goes through cancer, she smokes weed. For like, we see cancer, you know, mm-hmm. the weed is like a healing property. Um, 
But yeah, that's interesting. It's all about the alcohol. Yeah, all about the <laughs> cosmos. Yes, cosmos. <laughs> hey, everyone. There's more cosmos on the way. But first, a quick break to hear a word from our sponsors. All right, well, let's get into some segments. Um, first up, we have Hottie of the Week. Of the week. Hmm. So, who are hotties? Not not too many to choose from. Right now in the world? Um, or on the show? On the show. Oh. Hottie of the week in the episode. Um, I bet if we went back through and looked at it, there's going to be a hot waiter floating around that party. Because <laughs> yeah. they did have some great background hotties. <laughs> yes, they did. And that they reuse over and over again. If you watch the show as many times as I have. <laughs> they do. You're like, I know him. Oh, yeah, there's definitely this one girl. She's on, like, at least three episodes I've seen her. Nice. Yeah, and she gets, like, little featured moments. So I'm like, why would they feature her if they keep reusing her? Like, I know. Yeah. (laughs) Or maybe they want you to know that they're, like, they're not always going to brand new places, that they have some local spots. True. True. Okay, so we have Wade. We have Trey. Mm -hmm. We have Lance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Were um, there any other guys in this episode? I don't think so. The young kids at the comic book store? No. No. Nope. That's it. <laughs> All right. So who's the winner? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> what do you think? Um, I guess Lance, because he came out and said what he wanted. It wasn't appropriate, <laughs> but he still owned it. Everybody else was kind of hiding or lying about the situation. Yeah. All right. Well, there it is. Lance Bloom. I liked his, like, accent. Like, he was cute until he said what he said. Yeah. But. He came out honestly, though. There's a lot of deception in the episode. At least Lance was honest. Yeah. Crass, but honest. All right. So Lance. Honey of the episode. Um, Let's see. Next up, we have Who Wore What Why. Who Wore What Why. So now we'll discuss some crimes of fashion or just anything that stuck out. Yeah, yeah. Um, I Probably the most egregious outfit that I saw was the very first one that Carrie wore. <laughs> yes. It's like a tie-dyed clown vomit. I don't know. It's it's colored, <laughs> layers, fresh, and then she's got a bandana on that doesn't match that. Yeah, that yeah. bright blue bandana. Why? Well, Plus all the other colors that were in the out- outfit. And Patricia Fields, you know, did an amazing job across that season. There's still outfits where I'm like, oh, I wish I had that skirt. I wish I had that dress with those shoes. But that's one outfit that I put back in the closet. Yes. Um, I agree. Had that one written down. Um, I like what the teenagers were wearing. <laughs> the girls, the the squad. Yes, the squad. squad. Um, they were cute and so tight. Their clothes were. Yeah, why were they so tight? Them trying to be grown. <laughs> um, I liked what I can't remember what she was wearing on her date, but what Miranda was wearing, just like her hair on that date, looked really nice. She looked very... I feel like over the course of the series, 
she got to be better friends with the makeup <laughs> and and you know the hair person and they started to really like give her some care because yeah. she looked rough at the beginning and then of course mm-hmm. and I'm like okay come on Miranda but there were some some times where I was like no one cares about her on this series yeah she's a late bloomer yeah definitely um all right so there we go just that one outfit mm-hmm. Ooh. yeah I like the the clown vomit. Is there a, <laughs> was there a winner uh, outfit for the girls? You said Miranda on her date. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I think every. Oh, well, I liked that um, Carrie when she was hanging out with Wade. Mm-hmm. You know, they were more like kid like outfits or child like outfits. Like you had like that shirt that was kind of cut off. She's wearing like shorts too. Yeah, yeah. And you don't really see her that relaxed, so it's nice to see like, it's like summer fun mm-hmm. outfits. So I thought some of those were cute. Um, okay. Next up, we have pun of the week. Did you catch any puns? No, I should have been watching for a pun. I know. I I didn't tell you ahead of time. It's my fault. <laughs> what are some of the puns that you grabbed? Um, I'm always really bad at this part. Um, I don't even know why I keep it as a segment because I'm so bad at, at it. Um, let's see. I did. Where did it go? What did I find? Oh, yeah. This one. Um Miranda, so Miranda and Carrie have like this, we didn't talk about it, but they have like a little scene where they're just chatting about Miranda's date. And Carrie says, well, maybe he didn't want your hardware getting too close to his software. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. I I don't know if that's a pun, but I thought it was clever. Definitely clever. Nice wordplay. Yes. Good wordplay. That's really the only one. That popped out to you? Yeah. I just have to, like, go back in and tweet them to you later. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. And last but not least, we have You're Such A. You're such a. So now you get to decide hmm. which one of the four main characters did you most identify with in this episode, episode? specific. Yes. Hmm. Oh... I think this week and this episode, I'd be such a Samantha. Oh. I'm, I feel like it's, you know, we're at the end of the year. We're talking about, like, going in, being strong about your business, making bold choices. And then sometimes you have to be like, okay, I'll take the job, you know. Um, so there's that part of it uh, that I think really spoke to me this time around. This is a that was a Samantha episode for me. Cool. So yeah. You're such a Samantha. Oh. <laughs> for this episode. Yeah. 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 And I I mean, I like that she's also Amanda. I mean Amanda. Samantha had such a great like growth over this whole course. Like they really set her up to just keep learning, keep trying, still be herself, still mm-hmm. be his body and like, you know, forthright and you know, she's happy to like help her friends and I that's definitely some characteristics I want to take into my week, my 2019. Totally. Yeah. All right. Samantha for the inspiration of next Inspo. year. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Who are you this week this episode? You're such a uh, I'm not a Charlotte. 
<laughs> um, this episode. I I think I'm gonna have to be a Carrie. Yeah, I just I just I've been in that kind of situation before. Like, like oh, this guy is super fun, and yeah, he lives with his parents. But like, come on, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of making excuses for the person you're kind of into at that moment in time. Of course, totally honest. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I do enjoy a good like day of just lounging, lounging. That's my Monday, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> please. My mom came to visit and she's like, what are we doing today? I was like, nothing. It's Monday. Put on your bed. Like, keep your pajamas on. We're not doing anything. I'm ordering food. Like, it's yeah. there's nothing wrong with having a stop-down day. I love it. Yeah. I want every day like that. Um, so, yeah, I'm such a carry. Yay. Yay. All right. Well, we did it. Oh, that's that's our, that's our episode, guys. <laughs> that's the episode. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on the show. Yay. It was right. really fun. I... I, maybe also because it has been so long since the show was on and like that is such a great time in my life. It's so fun to go back in and like watch them again, see the outfits, see the technology, mm-hmm. technology jokes, see yeah. the city, you know. So good. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks All for right. having me. Cheers. Enjoy your Cosmos. <laughs> well, that's the episode. Thank you so much for listening. I also want to thank a few people that make the show possible. John Fredette for the music. You can check him out at johnfredette.com. Brie Ely, uh, our amazing and wonderful guest. Terrence Deutsch, our producer, and everyone over at Boardwalk Audio. Again, if you like what you hear and want to show us some love, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook, both at Cosmos and the City, or on Twitter at CATC Podcast. And if you haven't done so already, please go like, rate, and subscribe. It really allows our podcast to grow. And if you have any other thoughts, opinions, ideas, etc., you can email us at cosmosandthecity at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from all of you. All right, well, we'll catch you next week. Cheers. This has been a Boardwalk Audio podcast. For more information and shows, visit BoardwalkAudio.com. Don't forget to rate and subscribe now.